Welcome to Notes from the Electronic Cottage. I'm Jim Campbell. Though we're still far from completely being past COVID, expanding vaccination levels have made it possible to ease many travel restrictions. And along with the increase of heat and humidity, the arrival of increasing number of visitors reminds us that it's summer in Maine. That provides an opportunity to poke around in the Electronic Cottage archives to select some episodes that may still be very relevant whether to visitors from outside of the area or to regular listeners who might have missed them the first time around. So, put your feet up and, we hope, enjoy this Electronic Cottage Encore. Welcome to Notes from the Electronic Cottage. I'm Jim Campbell. We're hearing a lot of talk about algorithms these days. But what the heck is an algorithm anyway? Though we may not call them that in everyday speech, we all have used algorithms whenever we followed, say, a recipe to make fudge, or figured out how to put a new power mower together and start it up. Both the fudge recipe and the power mower instructions are essentially algorithms. Merriam-Webster's dictionary defines an algorithm in general terms as, quote, a step-by-step procedure for solving a problem or accomplishing some end, end quote. Using that definition, following a tasty fudge recipe is applying an algorithm. In the computer context in which we most often hear the term these days, an algorithm is a series of mathematical procedures for arriving at some solution. For example, looking at the equation 2 plus sine 2 provides a direction to take the numerical quantity 2 and add the numerical quantity 2 to reach a solution, which is, of course, the numerical quantity 4. Of course, in order to reach that solution, we need to know what a numerical quantity of 2 is and what the procedure add or plus means. On a much, much more complicated and detailed level, That is essentially what's going on in a computer algorithm. As we've heard on previous editions of the Electronic Cottage, algorithms are all around us today, making decisions that affect our everyday lives without us often even knowing that the algorithms are at work when we try to, for example, get a bank loan, or apply for a job, or, in a government context, qualify for unemployment insurance or subsidized housing or even qualify for bail if we've been arrested. In other words, these algorithms can have a very big impact on how we can live our lives, or even if we can freely go about living our lives. Today, let's look at algorithmic use just in government contexts. There's a recent report by the Media Freedom and Information Access Clinic at the Yale Law School entitled, quote, Algorithmic Accountability the need for a new approach to transparency and accountability when government functions are performed by algorithms, end quote. This report offers a good place to start. It applies specifically to Connecticut, but the issues identified apply all across the country, including here in Maine. The first question, of course, is what the problem is with the use of algorithms by government. Is there one? After all, to make good cooking decisions, it helps to have a good recipe. Why doesn't the same apply to government making decisions with the help of algorithmic tools? Fair question. 
And in fact, algorithms can help government to operate more effectively. But as this report points out, quote, their growing use presents significant issues that policymakers have yet to address. Algorithms can make mistakes, either because they're poorly conceived or due to coding errors. Improperly functioning government algorithms can cause serious harm, such as wrongly depriving people of health benefits or incorrectly identifying them as criminals. Algorithms can amplify pre-existing biases by being trained on biased historic data. Biased algorithms have been shown, for example, to increase the racially disparate impact of policing and cause the disproportionate removal of children from poorer parents. Algorithms are unaccountable. Agencies acquire algorithms without fully understanding how they function or assessing their reliability, and then often fail to test their reliability in use. Deficiencies in current disclosure laws make it impossible for the public to know if government algorithms are functioning properly or to identifying sources of ineffectiveness or bias. Algorithms can make government less accountable. Without informed oversight of the use of algorithms, humans can at once offload responsibility for their failures onto the algorithm, while also gaining unwarranted credibility due to the algorithm's perceived power of analysis. End quote. Well, that is quite a list, and it reminds us that software coders are human. Like the rest of us, they often have biases, whether conscious or unconscious, and they can make mistakes. To error is human, after all. The problem is that the algorithms they code can have enormous effects on the lives of real people. For example, people who've been denied some low-income health insurance benefit or denied bail because of a software program's recommendation. And we have a $20 bill. No, we have a $50 bill that says that the government worker who announces the decision that the algorithm made affecting someone's daily life has no idea how the algorithm came to that decision. That is a big problem. And it's one that both the state of California and the European Union are trying to address. Should a person whose life is dramatically impacted by an algorithmic decision have a right to understand how that algorithm made that decision, especially if it affects a person's freedom or family? Common sense suggests that the answer is yes. But in a number of cases already in which people have tried to obtain that information from government agencies, the agency says, sorry, our contract with the vendor that made the software says that how it works is a trade secret. So we can't tell you even if we knew, which we don't, but we're sure it works very well anyway. A new agency in California has been created through a 2020 referendum called Proposition 24. The California Privacy Protection Agency, CPPA, is the U.S.'s first dedicated privacy agency. And one of the things it's working on is what the relationship between people and algorithms should be including whether people affected by an algorithm's decisions should have a right to understand how it works. Over in the EU, there are debates underway about what the General Data Protection Regulation, or GDPR, does or doesn't mean about giving regular folks explanations 
of how algorithms that affect their lives arrive at their decisions. Oh yeah, and we forgot to mention that this is an even bigger problem because of something called ML, or machine learning, that's creating processes for making algorithmic decisions that even the programmers who started the machine's learning process don't understand. And so they can't explain how the machines arrived at a decision, even if the programmers wanted to tell us. And then there are all the commercial algorithms operating all through our lives in our increasingly digital world. From constructing our social media neighborhoods, to setting individualized insurance rates or Amazon pricing, to whether a human ever sees our applications when we apply for a job. That's a lot to try to wrap our heads around, and we'll do our best to at least get a start on it right here on future editions of Notes from the Electronic Cottage. <music> <music>